0: Good to be with you, dear brothers and sisters, and to bring God's word. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I've been a little, uh, I'm my voice is a little tired. I've been going through meeting after meetings today and uh, various preaching engagements and uh, preparations, but um, I trust that the Lord will bless his word. I want to read from Judges chapter 10. If you have your Bible, just five verses from Judges chapter 10. Uh, It's a passage that probably, well, I've never heard the sermon on it, uh, but um, I presume uh, that uh, you haven't either. But it is about a couple of unknown judges that I want to read to you, and hopefully it will be an encouragement. Uh, We read in Judges chapter 10, And after Abimelech there arose to defend Israel, Tola the son of Pua, the son of Dodo, a man of Issachar. And he dwelt in Shamir in Mount Ephraim, and he judged Israel twenty and three years and died, and was buried in Shamir. And after him arose Jair, a Gileadite, and judged Israel twenty and two years, and he had thirty sons that rode on thirty colts, and they had thirty cities, which are called Havoth Jair. Unto this day, which are in the land of Gilead. And Jair died and was buried in Camon. Well, friends, I want to speak a little on, on these um, judges that are very much unknown to us, these unknown and yet much used judges um, J- uh, Tola and Jair, and they are the minor judges. There's very little known about them. Uh, They were not involved in any any kind of um, military uh, activities, it seems. Uh, They uh, had a very um, uh, peaceful uh, time as as judges. Uh, But it it is important for us to take note of a number of things that we see from the word of God for our encouragement as well. Um, And uh, there is... uh, a danger to think that those who can make any difference or serve and honor God in life and society are those uh, with, with some credentials or education or positions or leadership roles, or that uh, they are known uh, and recognized people. Uh, we, we talk about big names, and we think that because they say something or do something, that is uh, going to make a great impact Um, But that is not the case, dear friends. Uh, People's names will perish one day, but the prayers of the unknown is heard by a holy God. And um, I want you to see that God delights in using the unknown servants as we are. None of us are known uh, in in the things of this world, but it is uh, the prayers of the Lord's people uh, that builds up the kingdom of God, because God answers them. He's sovereign and He answers them. And de- dear friends, in our time, uh, the internet and other forms of social media and YouTube and podcasts, and uh, as um, it, it people listen to things, people hear things. But on such things, we cannot come together to pray. Uh, but in a in a in a uh, use of technology like we are doing right now through zoom and also our gatherings together in our uh, local church fellowships Uh, we can call upon a holy god uh, and we can hear him and we can uh, know his uh, answer to our prayers well let's look at this first i want us to think about uh, the ungodly chaos uh, that these judges inherited ungodly chaos that they inherited. If you look at verse 1, it says, And after Abimelech there came arose to defend Israel, Tola, the son of Pehua, the son of Dodo, a man of Issachar, and he dwelt in Shamir in Mount Ephraim. Now, verse 1, it causes us to remember a man by the name of Abimelech. Um, and you can read about it in Judges chapter 9. Uh, but he was one of the sons of Gideon uh, by his concubine. And after the death of Gideon, Abimelech determines within himself that he will be the ruler of Israel. So he, he gathers up a people, he gets people to side with him, the men of Shechem, they confer with him. And he, and he goes and he, he seeks to murder his own half-brothers. That's what he tries to do. He gathers a group of thugs. Uh, to help him to achieve his goal. And, and there are many who gather groups of thugs and ungodly to achieve their goals. And we have them in our lands. And, uh, and so he, he, he seeks to murder. We live in a society that revels and is, uh, is a murderous um, society. Uh, they love, to love death rather than life. And uh, we see this all around us in our society. But uh, my friends, one of the youngest brothers, half-brothers, he escapes. His name is Jotham. And uh, after this, the the, the men of Shechem, they they come and they make Abimelech uh, their king. And uh, he rules over as king for just three years, and then they come and kill him as well. And and you know how um, a woman threw um, a stone uh, on his head when he goes uh, near the wall uh, this woman must have been a very strong woman uh, picks up a millstone a piece of a millstone I've never seen a man picking up a millstone but there was a strong woman picking up a millstone and he hits Abimelech uh, on the head and so he begins uh, he he knows that he's going to die and he falls upon his sword he's not going to be killed by a woman. And by the time Abimelech dies, the nation of Israel is left in tatters um, uh, from a a vicious civil war. Um, But dear friends, military upheaval, national upheaval isn't the only problem uh, the nation faced. Uh, The the Bible tells us that uh, as soon as Gideon died, the people of Israel turned their backs on God and gave their worship to the Canaanite fertility god, Baal. You can read about it in, in chapter 8. But as a result of all of these problems, the nation of Israel is a mess. Spiritually, it is a mess. And uh, this is the kind of nation that uh, Tola and Jair inherited. And you think about this, dear friends. Uh, what do we learn from this? Uh, just, verses, uh, just these few verses. You, you learn that, first of all, God has always a remnant. God always has a remnant. In Israel, things were bad. The nation is at war with itself, and the majority of the people are worshipping idols. Uh, they, there is it's a nation of death. And in the midst of all of that, God still has a faithful remnant. And, and the fact hasn't changed, has it? When Elijah entered uh, the valley of depression in his life, He uh, he, uh, came to believe that he was the only one, uh, only person in the country that was living for God and doing right. And he soon found out that uh, there was a remnant in Israel. uh, And the Lord said to um, Elijah that uh, there were 7,000 that had not bowed their knees to Baal. God still has a remnant. Um, And uh, so in this day of increased immorality and and wickedness, God still has a people who come together to pray and to seek his face. He has still a people who have a prayer closet. He has still a people who believe the Bible and the word of God. There are still people who love the the church of Jesus Christ, the bride of Christ. There are still people who, uh, who would go and tell a lost world about a savior who is mighty to save. So there is that thing that we learn, that God always has a people. But also, secondly, um, serving God is not always easy, but it is always right. Serving God is not always easy, but it is always right. And these men served the Lord even when it was difficult. These, These men that we know very little about them, they lived at a time that they had been handed to them a very wicked nation, and a corrupt society, and yet they served the Lord in that capacity. So what do we find? They served the Lord for about 45 years in total between these two judges, and they had to deal with problems that were left behind by Abimelech as they dealt with the idolatry of the nation. And so it it wasn't an easy day for, for ministry, But they ministered anyway. They served anyway as judges. And and we could learn a lot from these unknown judges, Tola and Jair, by their example. It's not always easy to walk in the old paths when everyone around us is looking for something new. But it is right. It isn't always easy to live for the Lord when others around you are living for the world. When the flesh and they are living for the flesh and the devil, but it is right to live for the Lord, and and so it is not easy. And yet you read in the scriptures that there are all these people uh, who who run that race, and they will they meet and the Savior day by day. Our duty, dear friends, is not to look to those around us, but to him who perfectly ran his own race and will enable us to run ours also. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. So think on him. Think on him who, who also testified and said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Think of him who said, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. So, dear friends, we live in a world and our world is a Christ-rejecting world. Our countries are in a great spiritual mess and no one would argue with that. We, and difference, we can lay the blame for that anywhere we like. We can um, blame the parliament in the United Kingdom. You can blame your government, whichever country you're from. Uh, we can blame the modern contemporary churches and liberal churches, and we can blame one another too. But at the end of the day, the blame rests right here. My own walk with God, my, my, my own home, which is my responsibility, my, my relationship with the Lord. The, the people of God are partially to, to be blamed for the condition of the world around us. There's a, uh, there's a poem by uh, William Cooper that I'll just read to you, just a little part of it. It says, when nations perish in their sins, tis the, in the church the leprosy begins. He says, when nations perish in their sins, tis in the church, the leprosy begins. He says, the priest whose office is with zeal sincere to watch the fountain and preserve it clear, carelessly nods and sleeps upon the brink while others poison what the flock must drink or walk at the call of lust alone Infuses lies and errors of his own. His unsuspecting sheep, believe it pure and tainted by the very means of cure, catch from each other a contagious spot. The foul forerunner of a general rut. The truth is hushed that heresy may preach and all is trash that reason cannot reach. Then God's own image on the soul impressed becomes a mockery and a standing jest. And faith, the root whence only can arise the graces of a life that wins the skies, loses at once all value and esteem, pronounced by gray beards a pernicious dream. And I could go on reading that. But dear friends, that's where the blame starts. We have to think about this. Here were these men who had been dealt a bad hand, as it were. They had a bad heritage. They had Abimelech and a nation that was ungodly handed to them, and they were to be judges over them. And dear friends, this is the the state we are in. So what's the answer? We need to call upon God for 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 a repentant heart ourselves, day by day. Walk with God ourselves as Enoch walked with God. And we are to be those who would be living a life for the Lord personally. So much more could be said, dear friends, uh, about the the ministry of these men. These uh, these men, Jair and Tola, these judges that we know very little about. uh, These men um, may not have led any great military campaigns. They might not have... And commanded great armies they may not have left a legacy of great spiritual achievements but what they did accomplish deserves our consideration what they did still uh, it, it still changes and challenges us today these men you see they helped maintain peace for nearly 50 years in a nation split apart by war and rebellion and pagan worship That in itself is, dear friends, no small achievement. When there were no attacks from the outside, they helped prevent the nation from being ripped apart from the inside. Uh, Theirs was a ministry of peace in a time of turmoil. And, and friends, where does peace come from? When, where does true peace comes from? It, it is sent by the Father of peace, Jesus Christ, who is our peace. These men must have been men who would, been, who would have been much on their knees, praying, Lord, help me. Lord, give me wisdom. I don't know what to do about these people. I don't know how to perform my duties, but Lord, help me. And maybe that is your case here Uh, wherever you are, in your own home, uh, as a father, as a mother. And oftentimes we don't know what to do. Oftentimes we are confused. And there is what you see are discouragements that abound in your life. As, As a minister of the gospel, as a pastor, you might be confused and you might be discouraged and you might see all kinds of things that you wonder, what will the future hold for you? But dear friend, you have a God who is so gracious, and who is so merciful. Uh, there's a ministry of prayer. And, and these, these people, these two judges that we know so little about, for 45 years, they reformed the nation. They brought about peace. The country was stabilized. The worship of God was, was reformed, and they, the nation... Became a godly nation during that time. And that's what they were responsible for. They were not responsible for what will happen after them. Because as soon as they were gone, we read, and the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. Yours and my responsibility is not what will happen in the future, but what is happening now in our personal walk. And that's why coming before God is so essential. It is part of us being a salt in this world as the Lord Jesus Christ said. It is here that we receive our saltiness, our savor, as the word of God says. It is in the place of prayer that our mind is sharpened. It is here that we can, if we lack wisdom, we ask of God, and he gives us abundantly, and uh, he blesses us. Here it is that we receive enlightenment and, and light into our hearts, and, and the Lord strengthens us to go and, and fight a good fight of faith. So dear friends, here are these people. They, <clears throat> we know little about them. But they were in a time that was filled with spiritual apostasy and the spiritual wickedness. But For 45 years between themselves, they sought to bring reformation and the Lord blessed the land. They kept the nation from, um, from decay and from spiritual cancer. They warded off the enemies and they kept the faith to the end. So, dear friends, be encouraged. You may be very cast down and you might look around you and you might even be discouraged in the church and you might think to yourself, well, what, what can I do? What, what is possible at all in our situation? And, um, and, and yet, here were these two men who were not famous, and you, you don't have to be famous to make a difference, and, 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 but be faithful. You don't have to accomplish great deeds to live an extraordinary life. Tola and Jair never did anything extraordinary, but their lives still testify today. And most of us never have a great name before men, nor will we accomplish great things after the world's standards. But yet we have a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you live for him faithfully, serve him in his church and his people, raise and and disciple your families to, to honor him and his word and be faithful witnesses, your life is extraordinary. And also, God can help you make the best of a bad situation. I don't know your situation, but God can help you to make the best of your bad situation, as he did with Tola and Jair. So be much in prayer. God is honored by and um, he will honor a consistent life. These two men, these two judges must have been consistent men day in and day out throughout that time. So may God bless you and help you and encourage you in these days and that we would be able to say to the Lord, Lord, it doesn't matter who knows me as long as they can see you. It doesn't matter where I am as long as you have placed me there. It doesn't matter what is happening to me as long as you are in control of it. It doesn't matter to me what I accomplish in life as long as I accomplish everything you have saved me for. Well, may God bless you. Amen.